Okay, are you ready to go? Konnichiwa and welcome back to another episode of Japan Rugby Weekly. I'm Doug Pickin and I'm here with the boys JK, BMAC and Billy. This week we chat with Japan World Cup hero James Moore about his journey and how he ended up in Japan. Let's go! There's a bit of pressure this week. Doug. Yeah. Hero even. Holy! <laughs> what a title! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> At least you didn't. That was that. unreal, mate. Yeah, um, all the heroes are at um, Sanex, eh? Like Jimmy and um, Khan Hesketh. There's a couple of heroes over there. Yeah. <laughs> you reckon one was a hero? <laughs> are we are we on now? <laughs> 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 As you can probably tell, we've got our guest on early this week. We normally call them halfway through, eh? but uh, Jimmy was just so keen to get on that uh, we got him before and he was here for the intro. First guest to ever hear the intro live. So, um, yeah, welcome, Jimmy. One of the great introductions. Thanks, Doug. <laughs> um, how's life? Uh, it's uh, Munakate at the moment at Senex. Oh, mate, it's, um, yeah, just pretty normal out here, out amongst the rice fields. Um, just playing a bit of footy, living the relaxed life out here. Nice, it's, nice. It's all good. Oh, sorry, I was just getting a bit distracted because Tupas wearing the loudest jacket I've ever heard. Yeah, so, sorry, uh, oh. hey. <laughs> 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 He's just got to get the, sp- there, yeah, the sponsor. Right? Right? You're cold in there, bud. Yeah, you got my jumper on too. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, these boys are... You guys went to the same high school, eh, uh, Billy? Yeah, me, me and Jimmy went to the same high school. One of the best high school yeah. in Brisbane or Australia, I reckon. We we had a very different sort of high school journey, though. Toops was always the high school superstar, always in the first 15. He had this, he had the skuckiest hair I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> he had a look. He had this... The spiked up, the spiked up mullet at the back always had dax wax in it, looking from fresh. And then I was just um, slaving away, always in the third team for rugby, just still my homework. Hey. Tips was getting all the chicks. <laughs> mate, this is about you tonight, mate. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear more about the skanks, mate. Yeah, nice, mate. Uh, <laughs> but nice, yeah, no, that's cool. Eh? Like it's weird that you guys uh, started, you know, from Brisbane, same school. And now you're talking both in Japan, both played in the World Cup for Japan. You know, it's a pretty uh, crazy ride you both went on. But um, yeah, what did you think of uh, uh, Jimmy when you were at high school? Do you remember him, or was he well, not I, in the same level I, as I you? I talked to Jimmy, I think, a couple of times, but obviously. Back then, we in our school we got you got the smart group and then the the group that wasn't smart and I was in that group the the one you know just trying to get a good education and Jimmy didn't like talking to us because obviously he didn't want to be dumb like us but no it was good I, I thought um, I spoke to Jimmy a couple of times about this you know it's uh, it's pretty cool that we've grown up in Brisbane um, you know I lived at Dutton Park he lived at Westhead. 
played uh, same junior club at South. Um, and then yeah, we're both you know, lucky enough to get opportunity and um, have a job in Japan, and obviously got lucky to continue and play at an international level together. And I, I you know, I had the honour to give his um, debut hat, and yeah, when we played, it was a Fiji, bro. Yeah, Fiji up in Kamaishi, yeah, 2019. Pretty emotional yeah. speech, but yeah. Whoa. Yeah, nice. Almost had me in tears. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's good to see somebody, yeah, at a young age, and now the next Jamie Joseph. Mm. <laughs> 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 oh, I think my, my back feels like his at the moment, but that's about it. <laughs> You were carrying um, in that World Cup, like some of the carries, some of the that work rate, and I think that's uh, what we've just seen as soon as you got to Japan at Toshiba, at Sanex, and the Sunwolves in Japan, eh? just that work rate and um, that aggression, uh, something that, you know, I think was real necessary in that World Cup. And... So I've played season. <laughs> <laughs> All the boys are just uh, nervous, yeah, they... We haven't had a guest face to face before, eh? So we don't know what to do with ourselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, yeah, obviously the World Cup was it was an unreal experience. Um and yeah, awesome to share it with share it with Toops. Fuck it. It just flew by. It flew by so fast and like I think at the moment in the moment of like it all happening, I kinda just forgot to sort of embrace it all and it just went by so quick but yeah it was a it was an unreal experience and just yeah so happy with how it all went a lot of hard work leading up to it and that but yeah it's great experience nice bro oh you do speak well (laughs) (laughs) yeah he practices a lot he reads books eh? oh well yeah (laughs) this is my second second ever podcast i'm still i'm still nervous as yeah, you can tell. You know, but you're doing well, though. <laughs> Thanks, dude. I appreciate it, mate. <laughs> I know. We want to um, ask you, like, we always ask our guests kind of how they ended up in Japan and what their journey was like. But um, when you're at high school, did you always think you're going to be, you know, a professional rugby player? Like, how did that kind of career start? And, um, yeah, how did you end up going from that, being in Brisbane to being in Toshiba? Oh, um, it was a very different Oh, obviously me and Toops went to the same high school, but it was a very different journey for me. I think Toops, Toops was like, Toops was in all the teams at high school and that sort of thing and just came up through, came up through the NRL and that. But um, I was like, in, I think in grade 12, I was like 80 kilos. <laughs> I played like, I think I played one or two games for the first 15. Yeah. And then like, I was just, just battling away, just barely making the team and that sort of stuff. And then after that, I went and played some club rugby league with my mates, um, had a bit of fun, uh, played a couple of seasons for club and then ended up going down to the Storm under-20s, did a pre-season there, didn't make it, (laughs) got sent back home, went back to club and then I pretty much gave up. Like I gave up playing rugby league and then I just – like I went back to rugby union because that's what I played as played when I was a kid. So just went back to there to Easts in Brisbane, just some just with some of my mates to have some fun. And um, 
I ended up having a good season there and played like that Aussie, what it was called the NRC, that Aussie sort of ITM like competition. And then um, I just, I had a, like a highlights video and it got got picked up by Toshiba. And then I just, I just ended up there on like a sort of development contract and just came over to Japan was living in a like a small dorm room for two years and just was just trying to grind it out and then um yeah i got picked up from the by the sunwolves from there and then just kept grinding i guess so it's been it's been a bit of a slog but yeah it's been worth it nice wow what a journey yeah 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 yeah. that's awesome that's a different story from a lot of people you know yeah 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 well i guess like a lot of people obviously come over here for the money but i i, I don't know i just came here because i couldn't really get a professional contract back home so i just changed the scenery and just just trying to crack it and yeah it's worked out pretty well so far Crazy enjoying still it. enjoying it so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just shocked man it's just, it's just a wonderful story to listen to what a gem, what a gem. Thanks, mate. <laughs> um, but what was it like when you first got to uh, Toshiba? It probably would have been like a different uh, environment and culture to what you're used to back home. Oh, mate, I, I'm pretty sure I nearly cried my first night. Cause, so the agent I was with at the time, he sort of, he talked up like, he talked up the dorm facilities at Toshiba like <laughs> they were the best thing ever. And I remember... Like, so I got to the airport after the long flight and there's one of the managers picked me up. He didn't speak any English. I obviously didn't speak any Japanese then. And he took me to like the bus terminal. I made me pay for my own bus and then <laughs> got the bus for like two and a half hours to this dorm. And it was like, it was 1am and like, it's this, it was like a building from the 1960s. It has like earthquake cracks down it it's like super ugly if you ever see it's the worst it's the worst building in japan and um like you get one room and there's just this like thin futon and one of one of those you know the uh, the hotel pillows here that have beans in them oh yeah just had a futon on the floor on like a dirty stained carpet and a bean pillow and i was just like what the fuck have i signed up for (laughs) (laughs) i was almost in tears man (laughs) Oh, wow. Especially after their jet lag and stuff. Eh? Yeah, that was my um, that was my first night in Japan. So, but it it was all good from there. <laughs> You're just a grind, eh? Just shows what kind of character you are. Well, that sounds a bit Scottish, there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I can't work out whether you're being sarcastic or not. <laughs> it's the story of Toops's life, I think. Eh? Yeah. Whenever you're genuine, you yeah. think you're uh, joking. <laughs> <laughs> nice, right? Tips, what was your what was your first night in Japan like? You're in a you're in a mansion limousine uh, from the airport. Mine's quite similar to you, to yours. I I caught a a bus from Haneda or Narita to Tachikawa, but lucky I was lucky that I one of the players that I was coming with um, already um, had an experience. In Japan for the last two years with Toyota Viblets, and he's a Brisbane boy too. So 
He showed you Rex, but the thing is, we had to wait at the bus stop at uh, Tachikawa for the last, I think it was like another four or five hours, because obviously the one of the bosses had to finish work, and we didn't know what, who we were waiting for, so so, so pretty much similar to yours. Uh, yeah, and we had to pick our apartments. We only had like a half an hour on hour to pick our apartments that we were going to live in. So, yeah. Similar to yours, I was pretty confused. I didn't know what to do. Didn't yeah. The hardest decision was to try to please Jazzy if I picked the right apartment. But yeah, so I picked a nice humble small one. Yeah. That's about nice. it. Not, not not really. Now you're living in like a mansion now. Yeah. Not up there on yeah, the two floor. stories. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know this morning, but it's about you, Jimmy, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, you, you, right what, yeah. You should be asking me questions. It's about you. No, I just wanted to hear you speak, mate. I miss you. Oh, thanks, man. I miss you too. I'm still waiting on the dinner invite. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, I'll, I'll try to sort that out ASAP. I mean, when you guys get the win, then I'll invite you. I don't. <laughs> Oh, nah, cool. Oh, yeah, that broke the momentum, but yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good to see what that. What do you want from me, Doug? <laughs> good to see that all the uh, guys from your high school are good at speaking. Um, all got the gift of the gave, eh? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I guess at Toshiba, Toshiba is a pretty famous club over here and a pretty big club. Um, but did you know that when you went over there? like, And how was it, the actual rugby side of things, when you first got there? Um. Well, yeah, I, I realized they were a big club. A lot of a few people I know who had been to Japan had told me that. Um, that's probably why I expected the sort of dorm to be a little bit nicer. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't the case. Um, obviously, they're they're pretty strong rugby side. So I think I was a, when I first came, I was a step behind in sort of the rugby aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still trying to figure out how to play rugby union properly because I'd only been playing like as an adult for a year and a half yeah. when I first got here. And like I think a lot of the, the Japanese boys were laughing at me and stuff because like, I didn't have I didn't have scrum boots and I was like playing second row with moldies and um I didn't really know how to jump in the line out either. So just had to just had to get learning. <laughs> I think I was bullied a bit. Because <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. Did you know how to catch a ball back then? Because the, Leachy was telling me. Yeah, us. I could catch a ball, mate. Oh, well, like, <laughs> Leachy not, told mate, me I couldn't catch mate, a ball. It's not coming from me. Leachy was telling us, like, <laughs> yeah, you dropped a few balls when you went over and wasn't sure if you could catch a ball. Mate. Mate, it's not coming from me. Did you know Leachy runs same arm, same leg? Same, um, same arm, same, same right leg, right arm. Does he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's a scoop. Yeah, he does have a, um, a, a different, um, like a unique running style. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, hope he, I hope he listens. To, I hope he listens to it. I was uh, seen I mean, unique has like an awesome, like I like the style, he, the yeah, way he yeah. runs. Um, but no, to be fair, he is um, a good dude. He uh, talked to you about, like, the reason why he brought up that he couldn't catch a ball or something was because he said from there, when he saw you next at the World Cup, he said you were, like, best in the team 
uh, Japan team for that World Cup, he thought. So, um, yeah, he thought you're MVP of Japan. So that's pretty high praise from um, the oh, captain. Oh. Right. <laughs> I don't know if he was watching the game then. <laughs> 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 um, oh no, I know what he's talking about now. I couldn't, I didn't know, like, so you know how you get lifted on the kickoffs? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know how to do that, man. And my, my timing was way off. And I remember, I think it was a game against Panasonic in my second year. I think I dropped four kickoffs. <laughs> yeah, so that's, um, that's a tough one. That's what he'll be talking about. Yeah. But I see you come a long way, eh? Yeah. You're a master at it, though. I see you always stay back and do extras on <clears throat> on the kickoffs and stuff. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to keep the flow going, but yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, I just don't say anything on purpose this after you guys talk. I wasn't sure talk. if I was, should be here tonight because this helped me and Jimmy talk Bye. to each other. Well, just start giggling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, yeah, all this is getting edited out, but uh, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> are we, we going to have anything on? Yeah, we're gonna, oh, we didn't have a guest this week. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lee, break my confidence, Doug. <laughs> no, no, to be fair, you're speaking very well. I think it's just when you paired up with your old mate, um, yeah. you guys, yeah. Just that chemistry, especially on Zoom, there's a bit of lag, so you just can't feed off each other like you normally would over a few, you know, piccolos, eh? Yeah, that's it. Probably need a few more piccolos. Cool. Um, well, nice. <laughs> right, uh, what, uh, what else you got? What else you got, bud? Because <laughs> uh, oh, were you at a Toshi, but you were there for a couple of years, eh? Um, like two or three? Yeah, I did Did my did my first two seasons there. Oh, nice, home. nice. And then went to uh, the Young Sunwolves, eh? Yeah, I went to Sunwolves and then to Sanex after that. Nice. So two, yeah, two seasons of Sunwolves and then this is my third year at Sanex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was it like? Because uh, I guess, you know, you were saying you were trying to get into those kind of teams in Aussie, but a few years later after you went to Japan, you are suddenly in a super rugby team. But what was that like? Oh, mate, it was, uh, mate, it was just an unreal experience, just... There was a lot, like a lot of traveling for some wolves and that, but right, we just we had some of the best times. Like, just we had such a good crew both years, and just like traveling with thirty of your good mates, going to places like Kuji down in Sydney and Hong Kong, Singapore, uh, just playing footy, getting on the beers, mate. It was just just a dream come true, I reckon. Nice, yeah. Uh, what was your, uh, I guess, best uh, destination or best place to play at over those two years? Best place to play. My favourite place to play. I oh. say, so for some wolves, I love playing at Chichibu. Yeah, because yeah. the crowd, the like, the crowd was um, the crowd's pretty wild there. Like, and they always they always filled up the stadium for us. Um, yeah, it was just yeah, it was awesome awesome vibe there then go out go out for a few beers after with the boys get a little bit silly and do it all again um but in terms of traveling where where we used to stay in sydney was right by the beach um tubes will know the spot very well but it was right on Coogee beach you got all the cafes all the bars pubs 
trips, everything. It was like, it was honestly like, and we stayed there for sometimes two or three weeks, mate. It was honestly like we're on holiday. Yeah, yeah. It was just the best time of our lives. It was awesome. That must have been good times there. Did you take your surfboard when you went to Coogee? Nah, I did. I didn't. Did you come the day we did the surf lessons? Nah. Uh, <laughs> the waves wasn't that Lichy big was enough, there. So, yeah, oh yeah, go. yeah. I forgot you're a charger. Sorry, mate. Oh, here it is. Getting, oh, getting offended. <laughs> 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 my, the best memory from that day would be Lichy trying to surf. Is the he was so bad, and I was like. So I was trying to help Leachy, I think it was Vimpy and Jace Emery. And they they would just they wouldn't have a bar of me trying to help him surf. And Leachy was just Leachy had no idea. I've never seen someone so lost in my life. Like <laughs> mate, I he didn't even know how to like paddle for a wave. Didn't he didn't get close to standing up. He was just mate, he was absolutely shocking. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things that I've seen. <laughs> What else happened? Vimpy got caught in the rip. Oof. Thought he was getting getting pulled out to sea. Yeah. Nah, but that was some good times. Awesome times playing some wolves. Yeah, nice, nice. And just for anyone who doesn't know, um, Chichibu, uh, Chichibu Nomiya is the stadium that they played at in Tokyo. And yeah, they, it used to go up crazy. Like the fans, I think the difference between some wolves and the company teams was company teams, a lot of the fans are like actual company workers. So they kind of feel like they have to be there. And there's not as much of like um, a love for it because they love the team. It's more the team that they work for. Um, but with some wolves, it was just all the people from Japan coming together, watching the best guys in Japan, you know, playing against the best guys around the world. And uh, you could just see it in the crowd. Everyone was going crazy and they'd be like making those wolf sounds for um, every scrum and stuff and just getting behind it. Eh? So you would have loved, uh, you would have left that up, eh? every scrum going hundies. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's just thinking about himself surfing. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, once we went to the surfing stuff, we had to just stay yeah. in there surfing. Um, I just sorry, couldn't go back to rugby straight away. That was my bad. No, um, no. You just made me laugh when you said going going hundies in the scrum. <laughs> not not a prop, mate. <laughs> <laughs> do you know go handy in the scrub, bro? No, I do. I do. <laughs> what about your pops, mate? You what have to, bro. You have to. If you're not pushing. Yeah, mate. You, I always go handies in the scrums. You have to. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Did he get you? No, no. I did. Is your one of your microphone? Um, is it on? Why? Yeah. They're called they're called headphones, bro. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> microphones, headphones. Bro. Oh man, this is this is great. Um, no, just really, in a different vibe. It's more like natural, you know. Just, yeah, no, it's good. Um, I like it. I like Besides it. the off-field stuff, did you? Um, what was your experience like? Like you know, be, to be under a, a awesome coach and to be. Um, did you feel like your footy kind of got better um, having an experienced coach? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's a good point. I've just been talking about um, off-field yeah. stuff the whole time. But, <laughs> um, yeah, obviously, um, like, going up to that level, we had we have world-class coaches, so Tony Brown and Jamie Joseph. And, um, 
yeah, mate, they, I think they really helped me push my rugby to the next level. So like Brownie helped me with that sort of skill set, like offloading, tip passing, a lot of stuff like that. And um, I guess Toops would know, but Jamie always sort of mentally, mentally challenges you and tries to push you to the next level. Sometimes it can be pretty harsh and tough and, um, yeah, sometimes you really hate him, but then he's just trying to get the best out of you as a player. And I think uh, he really does that. And, um, yeah, that was massive for me to to help me get to that sort of um, international level. He was he was quite instrumental in that and bringing the best out of me. So, yeah, I've got a yeah, really thankful for the help that uh, Jamie and Brownie gave me for those uh, couple of years. And years to come, hopefully. Nice, bro. Yeah. Um, but no, the beers are good, eh? The beers are good. <laughs> yeah. Beers are unreal, too. <laughs> but no, I think uh, you're right there. Um, like some of the coaches and stuff they had, some of the players, uh, even just like playing with all those guys week in, week out, playing it up against um, all those good players will probably just grow your game a lot. But um, yeah, I guess just being in that mental grind like it's quite hard for you to get up every week after all that travel and stuff as well but what was the i guess the toughest thing about playing super uh with the sun wolves um it it definitely has to be the travel we we did so many more miles than any other super team and like yeah it's it's really fun going to all these destinations and that sort of stuff but um you don't realize how much the travel takes out of you until you actually do it. Like just the different time zones, trying to sleep on planes. Yeah. Trying to recover properly whilst getting on planes and just moving around all the time. Just really takes it out of you. And by, like by the end of the summer season, everyone's just, everyone's just so tired and uh, like they wouldn't be able to, wouldn't be able to do it any longer like it just it takes it out of you so much yeah yeah and i kind of remember um like just because you're traveling so much even in japan everyone's kind of come together from a lot of different places um so you're even at um home when you're in tokyo everyone's in the same hotel everyone's just together 24 7 you know so it's kind of like you're on tour for six months eh? which um sometimes you need your own space and you don't always get that when you're traveling with the sun wolves i found yeah yeah um yeah it's hard it's hard not being able to go to your house your own house and just like just relax because you're you're in hotels pretty much the whole season like you might get a couple of days at home here and there but you don't really get your own space so um it's just it's lucky that we just had such an awesome crew because if you didn't like like if you didn't like the guys you were doing it with spending every day with it it'd just be hell. So I think we're pretty blessed to just, just all the boys got around that sort of atmosphere and just embraced it and made the most of it. So yeah, lucky for that. What would you say would be like one of your best moments with Sunwolves? You know, it could be a good game, good try or anything. Um, we beat, I only won one game with the Sunwolves, I think. We beat the Bulls. Did you play that game, Toops? We beat the Bulls in Singapore. Yeah, but didn't you also play the one that we beat the Reds at um, Chichibu? Nah, nah, I didn't play that game. No, nah, I didn't play the one at Bulls too. 
<laughs> oh, you didn't play. You didn't play either of them. Nah. Maybe that's why you guys won. But, well, because you weren't playing. Yeah. Is that the one at Singapore? The boss. Yeah, must be it. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's the, that's the common denominator there. Yeah. No. So. Yeah. Probably the Bulls game. Um, just all that hard work, travel, and stuff to finally get a win because the wins the wins were few and far between so just to actually get one under the belt was um just really relieving and exciting i guess yeah um did you play uh in the chiefs win no i i got the flu and i was i was supposed to play and then i got the flu and i was sitting in a like a hamilton hotel oh yeah in yeah. lockdown <laughs> were, you, were you there for that dougie yeah yeah um I because I couldn't remember them. I remember I just got into a bit of trouble because I had uh Waikato Draft shirt that I'd taken with me on tour, and that's one of the sponsors from uh, the Chiefs. And I was wearing it on like game day at the hotel, and all the managers were like, "What are you doing? You're wearing their uh, their sponsor kind of thing." And um, almost got into a bit of trouble with that, but it all got forgiven after we won. So I should I thought I should probably like wear the sponsor's shirt every day before game day. <laughs> Make it good luck. But I couldn't remember if you were on the field or not. Nah, so I was named to play and then I got the flu. And I remember I was sitting in the hotel room. I was messaging Doc Sakane for drugs. And he was he was sending me photos of him at Waiheke Island <laughs> oh, on, the be- right. on the wines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, how good. Yeah, um, but yeah I think you, uh, had, you posted I had to miss that one, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, but I just remember in that game, um, the biggest thing, like, I think we'd run out of beers in our changing room after the win, and someone had told one of the managers to go into the Chiefs dressing room and get their beers because they wouldn't be needing them. And it was, like, one of the Japanese oh, uh, managers. Yeah. It might have been Tets. And um, got told to go yeah, over. And I, and I was just like, oh, man, <laughs> there's no way he's going to be able to go over there and, like, get them. I, I don't know what to do. I'd just be outside of the dressing room not knowing what to do. But two minutes later, he comes in with, uh, um, yeah, another box of beers and stuff, and he was just a hero that night. And I think there were the special Brody Retallic 100 cap, 100th cap bottles and stuff that they made for that game as well. So that was a Oh, was that his 100th cap? Yeah, I've still got one of the bottles in my room, actually. I brought it back with me. What a souvenir! Um, yeah, I remember that. I, that was um, that was definitely Tets, and I think I think the boys kind of said it as a joke, and he actually yeah, went yeah. and did it, which is respect to him. <laughs> That's a, a good move. What a night! What a night! <laughs> did you guys go out? Is there anywhere to go out in Hamilton? Uh, I oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Ham- <laughs> I think a few of the boys went out for a bit. I <laughs> Try to go somewhere. I was used to Japan rules of what you can wear to go out, and I tried to go into a bar with the management, and I was the only one who didn't get that in. Um, so I had to rush back to the hotel and get changed and stuff. But I think we uh, I think I was wearing shorts, classic. Um, but yeah, uh, and then I just remember Bonnie. He had all the dance moves on the dance floor. I think. Yeah, he's always got the moves. Oh, yeah, he's always got the moves. Him and Toops. <laughs> To, uh... You're a good dancer yourself, though. Mate, I I dance uh, like I run, like a big baby giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm useless. 
<laughs> but I have a few beers and I think I'm unreal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, well camera boys, you want to show us a bit of your moves or? <laughs> nah, a bit, a bit late for that. <laughs> Bro, talk us uh, your experience uh, during the Miyazaki camp. Like, uh, not everyone knows. Oh. <laughs> what happened down there and um, that be your hardest yeah. training session that you've ever done in your career yeah easily so what was it it was three 10-day camps right yeah so it's three 10-day camps and we probably had like six or seven training sessions a day wake up in the morning do conditioning and gym and then like a sort of hundies contact session and Probably a little bit more conditioning after that. Yeah, a little bit more conditioning. Then have lunch, then do rugby and conditioning, and you'd have a bit of dinner. And then the Fords would come out and do scrums, malls, lineouts, and that sort of thing. So yeah, it was, mate. Honestly, it was, it was hell. But um, but it obviously worked because we we got the results we wanted at the World Cup. But yeah, it was a lot of hard work. Anybody who went to it will tell you the same thing. It was just, yeah, yeah it was just absolutely grueling. I just remember myself whinging the whole every day anyway, <laughs> telling you that I want to quit. You, you didn't train. You didn't train much, though, no, did sure, you? Sure. you? I just, uh, I was on the, I was um out in the field, and I could just see you like just going for a nice little bike ride on the sideline, <laughs> smiling. <laughs> I think um I got a lot of messages from you um about like how you oh this is this uh, I think we I had to message you something about coke and you're just like oh man loving these camps alone just can't wait to get home or something yeah but turns out you weren't doing too much <laughs> worked hard at Jimmy though but yeah there was a so I'm guessing there was like Japan stuff eh um. What was uh, it like getting named for Japan for the first time, Jimmy? And um, was it like a hard decision for you to, I guess, choose to represent Japan, or was that quite easy? No, nah, that was um, that was an easy decision for me. Like, um, obviously playing playing in Australia, no one no one really showed me any love. So, um, coming over here and um, like I definitely definitely consider myself. Um, a Japanese, although I'm like Australian born, I definitely consider myself a Japanese rugby player, and like honestly, just so proud to get on that field and represent Japan every opportunity I get. And yeah, hopefully, I can just continue to do it throughout the next coming years. Nice, like yeah, that actually gave me you know um, goosebumps the way you said that. Like that was a real nice way of putting it. Um, I've been translating for tubes for the last two years after the World Cup, and that was the best thing I've ever heard from the World Cup. So <laughs> speaks volumes. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. I appreciate that, mate. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a nice little speech, bro. You got emotional though when you got picked that way. Um. Yeah. How did it happen? Uh, it was no. It was funny. So. Um, so Jamie called me and me and Tomo down to like the, um, down to the meeting room and like me and Tomo were in the elevator and we were like talking and stuff. We're like, oh shit, this isn't a good sign that the coach is calling, calling us down before we thought he was going to tell us we're not playing this week. But Jamie just goes to us, oh, um, 
you two guys are starting. Um, these are the lineouts we want to do. We had a little lineout meeting, but um, yeah, uh, I found it pretty hard to focus that meeting because I was just so um, like I was just shocked and so excited to be to be getting my first cap. But yeah, daddy's little boy. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> he's your dad, bro. <laughs> but nice, bro. Um, and then I guess. There's something that we haven't really touched too much on, um, the World Cup, and it's something that I guess really put Japan rugby on the map. Obviously, that World Cup four years before did that as well, but uh, you guys were coming in not um, like the underdogs that the 2015 team were, but uh, your own home World Cup. You got two really strong teams, or well, all four, you know, obviously strong in their world, uh, in their group, but two of the really top teams in the world that you had to go up against. Um, but what was it like? in that World Cup and were there any memorable moments for you? Um, uh, well, the Russia, the Russia game, I don't, I've never been so nervous in my life. Like, um, which, what's the stadium? Uh, is it Ajinomoto? Yeah, yeah, in Tokyo. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we played at that one. I remember The bus was like, bus was like half an hour late. Like we didn't really have time to get strapped properly and that sort of thing. And just, walking out onto the field and seeing like 60,000 people just like yelling and looking down at you. Just, I was so nervous. Like I remember doing the warm up, I could barely move. And then, um, yeah, we had a, we had a real bad start to that game, but, um, I think everyone was feeling the same way. Toops, you're probably pretty nervous that game, eh? Yeah. The lights were too bright when the ball went up in there. So. Yeah. Was it so? You, it was the lights, nah, not, not your nose. It's just my hands, bro. <laughs> I froze. <laughs> I was big yeah. because I didn't kick that ball out, and yeah, kind of dwelled on it, and yeah, paid that price. Let Russia score the first try. I just wanted the boys to work a bit harder. Yeah. Just so, just wanted to see where we at. Yeah, that's it. No, nah, I think I think everyone was definitely feeling the same way. Just so nervous, and then. Um, but yeah, I think I think it was more the fact that everyone expected us to win that game that I was real nervous about. Because the the week after we played Ireland, and like funnily enough, I wasn't I wasn't really nervous at all because I don't think I don't think we had no one expected us to win. There was no real pressure on us. So yeah, we just everyone was on the same page, and we just oh I think they they scored the first try or something but after that everyone was on the same page and we just went out there and got it done and that's still that that will yeah that's still my favorite game of rugby ever because like after that i was like holy shit we can we can actually do this we can go to the we can go to the finals and make the yeah make the quarter first time ever for japan so yeah it gave me a lot of me and everyone else a lot of belief that game, yeah, no, that was a good game, Ben. Um, I was watching that game in um Osaka in an Irish pub, and um, when you guys got up, man, the feeling in the um pub, man, was just unreal. Eh? Everyone was just up on their feet, cheering hard out. What was the um, what was the motion like in the um, in the sheds after that game? Um, oh, mate, it was unreal. I remember I was I was the first one back in the sheds, and I, mate, I just put my I just sat down on the in my locker, I put my hat head in my hands and I was just like holy shit did that, that actually happen and then everyone else uh came in eventually we had a we had a beer and just man, everyone was 
calling their loved ones and stuff. Everyone was just so happy. Yeah, you got MVP for that game, eh, Jimbo? I don't think so. Oh, oh yeah. What's... It's the dry jokes for me, Tapes. No, no, you did Losing really well. You, you're like, uh, <laughs> I think your tackle rate compared to everyone at, uh, for that game, the second round was up there, 100%. You didn't miss a tackle. Don't act all humble now, mate. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah I remember where I was as well like um sorry you go ahead no no you go Dougie um yeah I I want to hear where you were (laughs) um yeah I was just uh I remember like uh JK said I was I think I was trying to get into the uh that kind of viewing place you know the fan zone in Fukuoka and it was just packed it was uh at the big station here Hakata and just couldn't get anywhere near it uh, so I was just walking around looking for a pub, found one, but it was packed as well. And at the time, I was just thinking like, oh, uh, normally you'd be able to get a seat for a rugby game, like at a pub to watch easy, but I'm just standing at the counter, like in this awkward position trying to watch the boys. Uh, but then everyone was just kind of watching it together. Everyone felt kind of united. And when you guys scored uh, to kind of get into the lead and stuff, so everyone was just so excited. And it just it just made everyone happy, you know, in Japan. And I think you really felt that throughout the tournament. So... Um, yeah, it was just well, thanks to all you guys' hard work, especially it sounds like in Miyazaki, eh? Yeah, um, yeah, we're just like we're obviously so proud to, to do it for all the all the Japanese rugby fans out there because they're just they're so um, they're so supportive and like you would have seen in some worlds, like you lose by still so happy with you, like back home, if say if the Reds lost by 70. You get guys and drunk guys in the stand just telling you your shit, yelling shit out at you. But the the Japanese fans are just <laughs> the Japanese fans are just always incredible and um, just always so supportive. And just yeah, we just can't thank them enough. And um, hopefully, hopefully that World Cup we um, sort of built a lot more, a, a lot larger fan base within Japan. So. Yeah, for sure. I think you can see that in all like the um the games and stuff after the World Cup they were just all the games had way bigger attendance and it was a bit of a shame that Corona happened and kinda of just stopped the momentum a bit. But even now, um now that people can kinda of go to games or the seasons, you know, started again, um, you can just see how much people love rugby and they kinda of know a lot more of the faces thanks to the World Cup and yeah, I think everyone's enjoying it. So um no, I think all you guys' hard work's kind of paid off in that sense, eh? Mm, yeah, yeah. I guess COVID did happen at a sort of bad time for Japanese rugby, but um, yeah, hopefully we've the rugby side of it survived all of that and can keep can continuing to prosper to the future. Yeah, nice. Um, and uh, we've kind of kept you a little while. It's getting late. I don't want to keep you too long, but I thought just quickly touch on um your. Uh, journey at Senex as well so you moved down here from Toshiba uh quite a different environment I think to living you know in the Tokyo area down here in Minakata but how are you finding it um down in Kyushu uh mate I absolutely love it in Kyushu um I've never really been a sort of city boy so I kind of um 
kind of struggled a bit up in Tokyo. No car, sort of in the in like in the middle of the hustle and bustle, and having to train everywhere. Um, but down in down in Munakata, down in Kyushu, it's unreal. Like can drive around, play golf. It's really nice golf courses and uh, go surfing and stuff like that. It just feels like you have a lot more freedom and it's a lot more picturesque down here. Just a really nice place to live. So, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to be down here. Nice, bro. Um, and like you've heard, uh, obviously you're real into your surfing, um, but also heard you're quite into your um, photography and stuff as well. Eh? Like, did you start that down there or have you always kind of been into that stuff? <laughs> Who's this? <is> <laughs> Toops has told you this. Um, <laughs> I think, no, I was there when you guys were talking about it. Like, I remember we were at um, Bill's, was it? Uh, you guys were drinking your piccolos and you guys were talking about photography and I was like, oh, nice. Yeah, that's something you don't want to talk about. If you say you're good at it, then... Yeah, this is, this is, a, this is one of my secret skills yeah, that I've never talked about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, um, but it... I, I started just like... So me and my partner, we were we were traveling a lot before I came to Japan. So I just I just started taking photos then and just bought bought like a camera, watched watched some YouTube and just went from there. And sort of sort of slowed down and become a bit stagnant since it's COVID. But um hopefully when I can travel again it sort of get back into it. And yeah, it's it's a cool, cool little hobby to have, especially when you're traveling around a lot. So Try to keep up with that. Nice, nice. Good answer, yeah. Um, and, yeah, uh, obviously, Tubes are laughing there, but I think it's more just, you know, jealousy that you've got these skills, you know. So, <laughs> is, like, is there any secrets that you could, like, share with us and whoever listening? Like, mm. when you're taking a picture, what are we oh, looking for? Mate, we could. Because you could did tell me off when I was trying to take a picture in Fiji, so. Um. Oh mate, we could be here for hours. I'm trying to teach. I'm trying to teach Raboni at the moment, but um, mate, we still haven't touched the surface. Um, yeah, you need hard, like we well, obviously need. Hey, can't be that hard. Oh mate, but... nah, that stuff. <laughs> mate, I don't know what pointers I could give. You got to have a, good, a nice subject. Just, just say uh, for instance, like the Fiji, I was looking at the sun, uh, the sun, there was a sunset and, and, and the mountain and stuff, and you said because where I was sitting and the angle that I was looking at wasn't right or doesn't really capture any. That's what you were telling me uh, off about that, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Toops. You might just you might just lack creativity. I think you either have it or you don't. I think I do have it, but it's just I think everyone has their own opinion of the way they hold a camera or, you know, do you lay down or yeah, do you stand that's up? that's true. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, but for you, like, for you as a teacher, you're more, because you, you're a real, you say, you're a bit like, be back here, he's like, <sighs> can be a real competitive, like, you know, if you're telling him, yeah. You know, what is that? Aggressive. Aggressive. Oh. You know, yeah, it's aggressive is a good aggressive. Word. Yeah, you know, if I'm telling you something that I think is right, you kind of go, no, mate, you don't know what you're talking about. Is that correct? Oh, um, <laughs> nah, I, I, I can be a bit like that. <laughs> but you haven't shared yeah. any secrets. That's what yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for. Mate, there's just, 
you have to come over for a lecture sometime. I'll get the I'll get the whiteboard out, draw some diagrams, that sort of thing. So so you have to see it. It's not something that you just talk about. Yeah, I can't just talk about it, mate. Need to need to show you examples and all that sort of stuff. You could be um. We'll put like a thing up where people can pay a bit to get an online seminar with a. <laughs> Yeah, the legend, the legend, and the cult hero of Japan. Yeah. You do your one, and I'll do my little video and see which one they like. Right, out, bro. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm overly competitive. Um, yeah, no, I think all the all the boys here know that when we play golf, bro. If I if I'm like losing in golf, mate, I'll. I'll absolutely lose it. <laughs> I didn't even know you played golf, to be honest. Yeah, I started last year. It was my sort of little COVID hobby. Me and um, because me and Jace Emery stayed here during COVID, so um, we're pretty bored. So we just we got some clubs, picked it up, and um, Mark Abbott is a really good golfer, so he was teaching us. And mate, we play like, we play once or twice every week. Yeah, we oh, we absolutely love it down here. Yeah. Heading straight all the time or off the tee? No. Nah. No. Nah. <laughs> nah. Bit of a slice to the... Still slicing it. Yeah. Yeah. Still slicing it, then second shot, hitting it out of the bush or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, I guess, uh, you know, we've got such a big legend, a big hero who's gone through all that kind of yeah. different path. But uh, I guess what would be something like some advice that you could give to someone who's wanting to kind of uh, make a career in rugby. It doesn't have to be someone who's wanting to come to Japan, but maybe if you got some advice for people wanting to come to Japan as well, that would be good. Um, I guess just trying to make a, like trying to make a career in rugby. I think you just got to be really resilient. Like stuff's not going to go your way, but you've just got to keep on trying, keep on trying because eventually you're going to get, if you keep trying, eventually you're going to get an opportunity. And when that comes, you just got to, you just got to take that opportunity and embrace it. And um, yeah, I think, I think that's the main thing for anyone trying to be a sort of professional rugby player. Like, um, yeah, it didn't really work out for me in, um, in Australia, but I had the opportunity to come here and just sort of relish that opportunity. And it's just, yeah. It's given me a career, so I'm just real, really grateful for that. Um, and yeah, anyone looking to come to Japan, like it's an unreal place um, to live. And I guess rugby is just going to keep getting stronger and stronger. So yeah, I like if people had the opportunity to come, I wouldn't hesitate at all. I'd just give it a shot. Nice, nice. Um, and I guess building off that, uh. What would you say is your favorite thing about uh, living in Japan and what kind of is the biggest struggle you faced over here? Like what's something you didn't really like as well? I guess things I love about Japan, uh, obviously, well, down in Kyushu, it's it's a really beautiful area, um, really chilled out, chilled out sort of vibe. Reminds me a lot of Brisbane down Fukuoka way. Um and obviously the people in Japan are just just so so lovely and kind and uh, generous and yeah that's just yeah 
just really like that about Japan. But um, dislikes be, I guess, there's sort of a lot of like a lot of carry on, like going to the bank and stuff can be just an absolute mission with all the all the paperwork. Like like you've always said before, just trying to get a trying to get a SIM card can be so hard. And I guess I guess it can be it's a lot harder for foreigners to do that sort of stuff over here. Um and like cool well, because no one no one really speaks English down here in Kyushu. So that's another thing that makes it pretty hard living here at times. But yeah. It's it's unreal place and I, I still love it despite those little annoyances. Wow, nice, nice. Um, and speaking of like no one really speaking English over here, uh, how's your Japanese going? You've been over here for a little while, but um, are you pretty much fluent now? Mama. Ooh. <laughs> um, and that wasn't him calling for his <laughs> mum either. That means um, you know, so so yeah. way, not bad. So. <laughs> nah. Um. Uh, I I studied a lot my first three years, but. I've kind of, I've really sort of really relaxed off, I guess. Um, I've been meaning to pick it up again, but I've just been, so my days off, I've been playing golf and doing other sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I should get back into it. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. But even knowing Mama, you know, that's that's uh, enough, you know. That's all you need. <laughs> I'd be worried if I didn't know that after five years, but... <laughs> But cool, cool. Um, I'm not. I'm not as good as Toops though. Toops is. Mm. Toops oh, here he is, but... He pretends he, he pretends he can't speak Japanese, can't but speak, then bro. I've heard him have a fluent phone call in Japanese. So oh, yeah, don't let him lie to you about it. What's the next question, bro? <laughs> 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 uh, he's just so humble. Eh? Oh, there's one question we always ask all our guests. And it's, uh, what's your favorite food in Japan? And what's a food that you miss from back home? It's a tough one because it's, I've been pescatarian for like a year and a bit now. True. So I, re- I really, in Japan, yeah, so it do- doesn't eat uh, meat, but eats fish. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know you did that. That's why you look yeah, at late, little... lately, eh? Um, yeah, just because I, I used to eat pretty bad, to be honest. I'm, I'm just watching what I eat yeah, and I feeling a lot healthier for studies. it. Yeah, blew, blew out a little bit, didn't I? <laughs> How long has that been going on for you, man? Uh, about a year and a year and a bit now. Nearly a year and a half, uh, probably. That's, that's good as well. Is it, is, yeah, it hard, so, is it hard, bro, to, to do it? Um, not really. Once you get used to it, it's pretty easy. It's just... It's just hard in sort of social situations when, like, the boys want to go out to Yakiniku or whatever, and you're just like, oh, well, I could come, but I'll just sit there and eat edamame and rice. <laughs> just have a salad or something. Yeah, yeah just have the salad. Um, but, yeah, that's probably the only time I struggle with it, just just in sort of social situations. Like, at home, it's super, like, super easy to um, cook here. With all the like ingredients they have, like fresh vegetables, tofu, occasionally a little bit of salmon or whatever. Um, yeah, it's pretty easy. Pretty easy to do. Just the social situations. Right. But yeah, favorite Japanese food would be soba or 
sushi. Mm. Um, what's soba for our listeners who might not know what soba is? Uh, is it the buckwheat, buckwheat noodles and nice, sort of nice. uh, sort of a little broth? There's a place we go to near training here. It's unreal. They do a little uh, veg, like with the vegetable tempura mm-hmm. and a bit of tofu in the soba. It's unreal. Nice. Yeah, it's like a lot healthier, I think, than um, like ramen and stuff. Uh, a bit better. Yeah, food, but... it doesn't have all the oily stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soba's not really back in NZ and Aussie yet, is it? Uh, yeah, and you don't really see too much of it, eh? But um, I'm a big soba yeah. eater as well. Eh? Um, yeah, you like soba. Yeah. Love soba. Yeah, Maybe that's a business idea for Ooh. back home. There you go. The soba J- restaurant. Japan like Rugby you. Weekly uh, Soba. West <laughs> what End, eh, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Open West End. Mate, that w- it would work in West End. For sure. There you go. Soba was made for quick. We, we could open one together, soba. bro. Oh, thank you. I was waiting for you Yeah, Jimmy, we'll talk about this a bit later uh, when all the boys are gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sweet. That sounds good, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, what are you saying, Bruce? <laughs> no, Sobo was made in Fukuoka. Oh, true. Yeah. Like first? Like the first ever, like, the invention of Sobo was in Fukuoka. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, we got that. The sober, sober historian here. Nah, nah. <laughs> Bro, my, my dad researched today and he told me about it. Lost a good feed, so yeah, found out about that. Nice, nice. Bought over some stuff from, <laughs> bought some stuff from China and oh. I think someone came through and oh, nice. made the sober here. Oh, China. Okay. Yeah, right. That's a, that is a good fact to know though. Yeah. I'll bring that out. Bring yeah. that out for the boys next time yeah. we're at Soba. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, I love it. How good, how good. Um, <laughs> pick up all the knowledge I can, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's it. Nice, yeah. I don't think anyone said Soba so far, so that's a good one. Um, a lot, like Obviously, sushi is one that everyone loves over here. You can't really beat the fresh uh, sushi over here. But uh, what about something you miss from back home? I, oh, Probably not one food. It's like it'd just be like sort of the like the various array of sort of different cultures foods like you can get it's just so easy to get like mexican thai vietnamese all of those things it's just indian like whatever sort of cuisine you want that it's always easy to find yeah 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 but like i find i find over here it's like most of the stuff is just japanese food and like the sort of foreign restaurants are few and far between yeah. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but that's that's what I feel like. No, yeah. I feel the same. Yeah, you're, you're the right track. Um, especially, uh, I think <laughs> if you go into like Tokyo and stuff, it's there's a few more, but mm. especially out here, like um, if you want like a burger or something, most of them are just makers, eh? So um, yeah, definitely feel you. Uh, you are uh, like all the Japanese places. I think there's a few Italian places, but it seems like it's like Japan's version of. Italian food, yeah. um, like it's a bit different to what you might get in Italian restaurants back home. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I definitely feel you, bro. I reckon cafes. They should do more cafes here. Eh? Yeah, I feel. I feel like cafes have started to take off, though. Oh yeah, and and in Murakata, do you guys have cafes in Murakata? <laughs> oh, come on, mate. It's not. It's not that country. Wait, I'm asking <laughs> you. Wait, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, like. 
you know, for Kutsu, you're right. There's a lot of there's a lot of cafes and stuff popping up there. It's quite yeah, trendy yeah. there now. It is, eh? By the beach. Yeah. Oh, is it there? Yeah. Mahalo? Is it Mahalo? Oh, yeah, around Mahalo there, cafe? yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a couple on the beach there and then a few few good little coffee shops back further inland and stuff. Nice, bro. Uh, and, yeah, before we go, we just uh, – every week we do a Japanese word or phrase of the week. And uh, this week, because we've still got Jimmy Moore here, we thought we'd ask you what your word is. And um, if you've got a word or phrase that you always use in Japan that you reckon will be useful for the listeners to know, um, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear it. But do you have anything for us, Jimmy? Um, yep. So one of the words that has always stuck with me since the Samuels days, we, um, we always used to call Monday, uh, Kaizen day. Oh yeah. Which, um, I think, I think Brody knows what that means. Oh, uh, it's a big test. Improvement. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 Getting better. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah good, that's the one. Nice, good Kaizen bro. from Brody. Uh, watched it. Anime, Jiu-Jitsu yeah. Kaizen. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, Ooh. you know, improving the Jiu-Jitsu, you know. Oh. It's a good little anime, you should watch it. Nice. Yeah, that's where I learned it. Um, <laughs> the dream. You're a smart uh, You're on fire tonight. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, yeah, like <laughs> some wolves used to kind of as, you know, their review day or improvement day. Yeah, so nice. Uh, that's a good word from you there, Jimmy. Thanks, mate. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, we've had it all today. Yeah. You know, we've had a great guest. We've learned about soba, and um, we've learned what kaizen is. So, you know. But yeah, I think yeah. Uh, we were kind of before we started. I was, I told you, oh, yeah, it'll be about twenty minutes or so. But I think we've been going about an hour. So, uh, sorry for uh, keeping you this long. But is there anything yeah. like you want to ask us, or any more embarrassing stories about tubes or anything uh, before we go? Oh. But there's there's too many embarrassing stories about tubes. We'll be here all night. So. <laughs> oh, oh, there he is. Might, might have to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there'll be a uh, new um, podcast episode next week. We'll just do one about tubes. Yeah. But you being there as well. No, Jimmy will definitely not be there. He's a storyteller. As well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard because you guys keep freezing on my screen, and I don't know if you're trying to talk or not. <laughs> I think because um, there's a bit of a gap, like uh, when you're talking and you do a bit of a pause, I think we're kind of like, oh, don't want to talk just in case you haven't finished yet, and then there'll just be a lot of overlap. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, um, I think we've gotten a lot of great knowledge from you. Yeah, like yeah, it's been a great episode, uh, and yeah. I guess if there's nothing you want to ask the boys, um, we'll just thank you for your time. And once the season finishes, I think we'll be a bit free. We'll be able to meet up and maybe go for a cheeky kohi or something. And uh, you can teach us how to uh, surf and uh, hopefully... Uh, Bring your camera along. Yeah, yeah. Take a few pics of us <laughs> as well, you know. Tips. Everyone knows my secrets now. Um, <laughs> nah, thank, um, thanks for having me on, Dougie. It's been been unreal cool experience and good to see the boys here and yeah grateful thank you oh that's cute bro cheers bro um (laughs) (laughs) but uh uh, yeah you guys got honda this week um should be a good game hopefully you guys get up for that and yeah uh, we've got a buy this week so um yeah 
will all be watching and cheering you on as local uh, Fukuoka boys. Eh? Thanks, Doug. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, all the best for the rest of the season, boys. And yeah, thanks for having me on again. Nice. Cheers, Cheers bro. Let's go.